Mike, the country wants to hear from you. The world is waiting. Can't you shut up? I'm busy. You're a rotten mean father. You never give me anything I want. I won't go to school till I have it. Violet. Call it, mother. Open it, Charlie. Let's see that golden ticket. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It's not fair to raise his hopes. Never mind. Go on, open it, Charlie. I want to see that gold. Stop it, Dad. I've got the same chance as anybody else, haven't I? I never dreamed that I would climb So, the, the thing I'd like to talk about today is Roald Dahl. Now, I, I love Roald Dahl. Like, I can't tell you how mm, big a part of my childhood Roald Dahl story, stories were. I absolutely grew up on him and his writing um one of the first memories i have of being engaged with literature was the big friendly giant book I, I was involved in a play of some kind as a kid george's marvelous medicine i had an audio tape i think it was my favorite story to listen to charlie and the chocolate factory an absolute classic which i love every single film adaptation of i love the book um and roald Dahl is just a legend and i think that there's no like I, I, I will not hear any arguments to say that his writing is not legendary. Um, he's an interesting man. There's his his life story is is quite incredible. Everything from being a military intelligence officer, a spy in the states. Um, he was a flying ace. He shot down planes in the war. He um, invented a medical device that saves. Uh, saved 3,000 children's lives. It was, you know, he's got an incredible story to tell. Um, he had some rather challenging views on anti-Semitism um, and Israel, um, and there's plenty about that online. And so, you know, there's not there's not a, a lack of interest in Roald Dahl other Roald Dahl other than you know his his writing him as a person and his views and all sorts of other things around his life are are fascinating um and at the moment uh he's come back into the news Roald Dahl has never sort of you know spends too long out of the limelight for one reason or another um and he's back in the news because the publishers of the books uh the Roald Dahl storybooks have made some changes um, to the uh, to the language and the words that are used, some of the changes include um, Augustus Gloop being described as enormous now instead of fat. Um, Mrs. Twit is um, just described as beastly, not ugly and beastly. Uh, now, some of these changes, I don't. I don't particularly understand them, if I'm quite honest with you. I think if you're going to keep the description of enormous... It, like, if, if you, you tell a kid off for calling someone fat, fine. So, you know, maybe you want that word out. But you'd also tell a kid off for calling someone enormous, I would hope. Like, if, if your kid just said, like, Mum, that woman's enormous, you'd, like, loudly, you'd point out that that wasn't a good thing to do. Real witches are quite bold. Although, of course, they wear wigs that itch and cause them scalp rash. Do you know what scalp rash is? No. Itching under the wig must drive them crazy. They look quite hideous behind their human face masks and can only be distinguished from ordinary women if you are sharp enough to spot the purple tinge to their eyes. 
Real witches have no toes. Their feet have square ends, revolting stumps where their toes should be. So they never wear pointed or pretty shoes, just plain, sensible shoes. Remember these things. Perhaps if Erica had known them. So some of the changes seem seem a little bit um, unusual, but there must be a reason for them. And I think primarily what we have to remember here is that there is a publishing company involved and their aim is to make as much money as possible. Um, you know, it's um it's it's down to them as a as a corporation to maximize their profits and they're not gonna do anything um that they didn't think would increase sales, right? I mean, that's how business works. So all of these changes we've got to look at through a lens of knowing that there is a commercial decision behind it. Um if they're uh market research is telling them that parents want books for their kids that don't include things like calling people fat then that's what their market research is telling them and that's why they've taken the word out i think it's important to remember that rald dowell's died and his books and his works are no longer in the hands of rald dowell i, I believe that the netflix own the company uh, ultimately that runs his his estate so you know that's a really important thing to to bear in mind um business is business and the majority of these decisions will have been taken for primarily business reasons um it's like i say I, I, I sometimes confusing why they've made some of the changes and there's a lot of people who have got very upset and angry about the changes i think primarily because they don't necessarily understand them and i think some of the time in some of these changes that's that's reasonable I'm going to find another example. Some of them are quite understandable, like, for example, explaining in the witch's story that not all women who wear wigs are bad. And I think that's a really important element to, you know, if possible, explain to a child who's reading that book. Or they, an even better thing, I guess, in what they've decided to do is actually kind of put that element into the story. Um, you can imagine um, uh, how difficult it would be, for example, if a child's mother was going through chemotherapy and came to pick them up at school and they had uh, lost their hair and was either wearing a wig or was um, not wearing a wig. Um, and, you know, that child might then get the mickey taken out of them if the kids were reading witches at the time. And that's something nobody wants. I don't think that's something that Roald Dahl would have wanted. It's definitely not the message that comes across in his books about kindness and being a nice person. Um, so, you know, that seems like a sensible change. Um, I do get the argument of where do you stop. I just think that you stop when there's no longer a sensible argument to be made for, for that, you know, word to be removed. I think if you can make the case and most logical kind people would go, okay, that's fair enough. Then that's, that could be removed. Um, there's definitely a manufactured outrage going on around this, like as with a huge number of things that go on at the moment in this world. Um, yesterday, 10 Downing Street, Rishi Sunak issued a statement um, about the editing of Royal Dow books. I mean, why are why are government why why is 10 Downing Street getting involved in the editing of children's books? Like, I mean, it's just not their place, and it just stirs up this manufactured culture wars. And um, you know, I just think that. It's it's something that um, shouldn't be um, talked about 
by government or interfered with by government. Um, at the end of the day, nobody is making anybody, you know, change what they do. A company has changed the writing in some books it sells. You can still access, and there will be for the next thousand years, access to the original Roald Dahl scripts. And if you want to buy those, if you want to read those, even probably take them out from libraries, then, you know, you can do that. No one's banning language from anyone's vocabulary unless your vocabulary consists of just constantly reading Roald Dahl books out loud. Um you can still use whichever words you like in everyday life. So it's not censorship. It's not, you know, censorship is when a government makes forceful, forcefully makes a publisher change the writing in their book, you know, against the publisher's wishes. That is not what's happening here. It's the complete opposite. It's the publisher making the change um, that they want to make. So, um it's a debate which is probably going to rage on. You know, I think it's once like like everything else at the moment, it's kind of melted into this woke um, anger, you know, debate, anger at the world, anger at anything they don't understand, sort of wokeism, um, anti-woke brigade, whatever you want to call it. I, I was fascinated to find when I was reading up about this that the the debate around this topic um, started in 1973. That's how long it's been going. In 1973, a uh, author wrote an article saying that she felt some of the writing in uh, one of Roald Dahl's books was um, inappropriate for children, and it triggered a debate uh, amongst authors, backwards and forwards, writing letters to newspapers, and that is still going to, on today, that debate. Um I think it's an important debate to have, like like all interesting questions. Um, I just hope that it doesn't start to become a monster um, and anything other than just, you know, a, a debate about writing, because I think to look into this too deeply is, is a bit of a mistake. 